0: Hannah lived in some of the darkest days of the nation of Israel. Israel was a confederation of states, tribes, and they didn't always get along. And sometimes they would even threaten to go to war with each other. But when the nation was truly threatened by other nations, the states would pull together under a military leader, also called a judge. That's where you get the name for the book of Judges. These leaders, solid ones like Deborah and Gideon, they would unite the states and they would defend the nation at first. Now over a few generations, these leaders became more egocentric. And toward the end of this dark time, you'd get Samson, who would just as soon kill his own people if they upset him than the enemy Philistines. He was all about himself and what he wanted. And he couldn't have cared less for the common good of the people. And in the last days of this age, there was no one person, No one who could bring the people together. The army became thugs, killing, raping, and pillaging. Priests and religious people were guilty of horrible, immoral crimes with no accountability. Stories I'm not going to share with you. If you want, you can go read them yourself. It was a bad, a dark violent, immoral time. The final words of the book of Judges sums it up like this. In those days, there was no king in Israel. All the people did what was right in their own eyes. This was the time that Hannah lived, a time of rampant ego and no concern for the common good.
1: One time, after eating and drinking in Shiloh, Hannah got up and presented herself before the Lord. Now Eli, the priest, was sitting in the chair by the doorpost of the Lord's temple. Hannah was very upset and couldn't stop crying as she prayed to the Lord. Then she made this promise. Lord of heavenly forces, just look at your servant's pain and remember me. Don't forget your servant. Give her a boy. Then I'll give him to the Lord for his entire life. No razor will ever touch his head. They rose early in the morning and worshipped before the Lord. Then they went back to their house at Ramah. Elkanah knew his wife Hannah, and the Lord remembered her. In due time, Hannah conceived and bore a son. She named him Samuel, for she said, I have asked him of the Lord. Then Hannah prayed, My heart rejoices in the Lord. My strength rises up in the Lord. My mouth mocks my enemies because I rejoice in your deliverance. No one is holy like the Lord. No, no one except you. There is no rock like our God. Don't go on and on talking so proudly spouting arrogance from your mouth because the Lord is the God who knows and God weighs every act. The bows of white mighty warriors are shattered but those who were stumbling now dress themselves in power. Those who were filled full now sell themselves for bread but the ones who were starving are now fat from food. The woman who was barren has birthed seven children, but the mother with many sons has lost them all. The Lord, God brings death, gives life, takes down to the grave and raises up. The Lord, he makes poor, gives wealth, brings low, but also lifts up high. God raises the poor from the dust lifts up the needy from the garbage pile. God sits them with officials, gives them the seat of honor. The pillars of the earth belong to the Lord. He set the world on top of them. God guards the feet of his faithful ones, but the wicked die in darkness because no one succeeds by strength alone. The Lord, his enemies are terrified. God thunders against them from heaven. The Lord, he judges the far corners of the earth. May God give strength to his king and raise high the strength of his anointed one.
0: Hannah was a product of her time. It was a time of ego and for a woman, her worth was in her ability to provide children. And Hannah, hadn't been able to conceive, and she wanted a child. So she goes to a holy site to a priest named Eli, who was not really a bad guy, but he really didn't see God doing much to change things. So when he sees Hannah crying at the door of his temple, he thinks she's drunk, and he tries to shoo her away. But she doesn't go. She doesn't cave. She makes a promise that if God gives her a son, she would give up that son to be a Nazarite, a child given up to serve God. And that's where the whole no cutting hair, never drinking alcohol thing comes from. And Eli doesn't really promise her anything. He's not really feeling like he's in a position to speak for God. So he just tells her, go in peace. I hope you get what you've asked God for. That's it. And, well, you heard the story. She gets pregnant, and she does have a boy. And then she does the thing that few in her time, or probably really in any time, would do. She does what she promised. She gives him up. She dedicates him back to Eli as a Nazarite child. And she dedicates him with a song. And not just any song. It was a song that recalled the true nature of God. Of the God who saves the poor and the marginalized. The God who pokes the needs of the sick above the wealthy and powerful. The God who favors the underdogs in the world. The God of Jesus. And here's the deal. Sometimes it seems like God is impotent not fixing the world how and when we would like, and that there's no accountability for lying and treating the poor like dirt. Years of egocentric, might-makes-right kind of attitude, and it seems that God doesn't care is napping or something. Don't be fooled. Don't be fooled. The power of God's spirit often works like the power of water on rock. Over time, water can wear down and break any rock. Pharaoh's evil will not last forever. The cycle will break. This present darkness will end. In our time, we are considering issues of whether the poor can receive healing without having to be forced into bankruptcy. We are considering the worth of lives of those who have been marginalized for centuries. And sometimes, sometimes it does feel that God seems impotent, that there's no accountability for lying and treating the poor like dirt. In those years of egocentric might makes right attitude, it may seem that God just doesn't care or is napping or something. But don't be fooled. Don't be fooled. Women and men are speaking up. God is inspiring people to call out for justice, for mercy. Samuel's birth heralded the beginning of a new age. The nation of Israel was broken as the confederation ended. And a new age began, and it was the age of kings. Kings who were expected to uphold God's justice and mercy in the land. It was an age when Israel reached its height, its golden years, We are at the beginning of a new age too. Now, it won't be one of kings. You never step into the same stream twice. But God's spirit is on the move. God's values of justice and mercy, nonviolence, inclusivity and compassion are eternal. And may God's will be done on earth. Will you pray with me? Holy Spirit, your power is that of water on rock. Teach us again the values that Jesus once taught, the values of Hannah and Mary, and send us, send us of agents of those values into all the places of this world to bear light and hope in the darkness. And may your will be done. Amen.